0: Welcome to For the Love of Books, Bee's Books Edition, a podcast by North Larcher Libraries. Hi, this is Paddy, And this is Jenny, and we're here to talk about... Bees books hello Jenny
1: I d- discovered just before well discovered it's not the correct word but just before we started recording I heard a really loud rumbling sound that might
0: be my tummy
1: so this is just for those in <laughs> the know because my tummy is quite rumbly today as well I'm quite hungry it's just before lunchtime so I've got distracted by the thought of food and hunger obviously we
0: should bring snacks but snacks might make even more noise
1: that's true so, yeah. it depends on what what sort of nice ASMR is a big thing, you know. Like people watch videos of people doing things oh. and making sounds.
0: Uh, yeah. Maybe there's somebody who's <laughs> into the sound of crisps or something. I have to say, when I go to the cinema, mm-hmm. it's the one thing I hate oh. is people rustling with their food and things. Oh, me too. Yes. You're right because it's very distracting. Uh-huh, yeah, because mainly I want to go. Oh, what are they having? Is it better than what I've got? Oh, that kind of a
1: thing. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just like, how dare you bring <laughs> the noise to the cinema?
0: I also hate people who are on their phone as
1: well. well, So anyway, Anyway, this is not what we've come (laughs) to talk about. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, But anyway, the theme that B gave us this time was, should you judge a book by its cover? So, well, we're going to find out what we think. Uh, So the books that we've chosen, Jenny, what have you chosen?
0: I've chosen two books. I have chosen The Edge of the Grave by Robbie Morrison mm. and Dirt Town by Haley Somebody Unpronounceable.
1: Oh Scrivener. Scrivener, I it want might to be say. Scrivener,
0: yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um,
1: Dark Crimes Happen in Dying Places. Well, that's quite yes. a subtitle
0: <laughs> <soft> there. <laughs> yes. huh? um, so yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about the, the, the covers of these and yeah. how they related to the book. Yeah. What, what book have you chosen? So I have chosen one of my favourite books ever.
1: Oh. It's called Nimona, and it's by, they were known as Noel Stevenson then, now, now it's Andy Stevenson, mm-hmm. but it's a graphic novel that was written, I think, several years ago, uh, and there was a movie that came out much recently on Netflix uh, that's based on this book, and uh, Andy Stevenson was a part of that as well.
0: Does it involve a purple hippo?
1: It does not. Okay, but I would love for it. To- oh no, you're right. It does involve a purple hippo because Nimona is a shapeshifter. Shame. So you can you judge Nimona <laughs> by her cover? They might not. And also, like, just I'll I'll talk a little bit more about the layers of cover deception that are in this book. But yes, I just wanted an
0: excuse to talk about. One of my favourite books. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting because I was just recently recommended the the Netflix um, series and the name of it went completely out of my head. And then I seen this and I thought, oh. Yes,
1: and it's a movie. It's quite short. And it's like, you know, how people who are book people get really annoyed when movies change things. So this movie did change things, but I think in a really interesting way. Mm -hmm. Like they changed some of the... Plot point, not uh, yes. Yeah, some of the plot points because this was written, I think, about like nearly ten years ago. So I guess even ten years ago is not that long ago. No. But they changed it in a way that didn't feel like it took away from the characters and the stories, if you know what yeah. I mean. So it's I loved both the film and the graphic novel.
0: Excellent. So and
1: it it was nice that the creator was involved as well in the mm-hmm. movie which I think makes
0: a, diffe- makes a difference huge difference. It does, yes. Yeah. And um, as people who work in libraries we kind of see lots of book covers coming and going. Mm-hmm. Um and some of them for example if you like nursery love stories set in the war <laughs> you know straight away that that's a nursery love story, story set in the war. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what the title is no. the cover will show you that. Mhm. Um, back in the day, large print books were done by colour. So I can't remember the colours off the top of my head, but you knew that the black ones were all going to be crime. So oh, that's it, it interesting. it kind of gave you a, an idea. So covers do usually give you a fairly good idea. For example, many many crime books are basically a very moody man standing with his back to you looking into the distance mm. um, you know straight away that's going to be crime if there's snow you know it's probably a Scandi crime uh-huh. if there's um, a castle in the background it's possibly you know um, Scottish that kind of a thing so covers are kind of pointers I always think to what books are I also think there's like different trends that
1: uh-huh. are that happen in covers because like as you were saying that I was thinking in young adult in fantasy very similar kind of covers sort of dominate at specific points of time so like you know the silhouette thing had a big thing like for a few years like I think that was dominated with like sort of intricate patterns behind in a silhouette Mm -hmm. of a person in the front and yeah even in young adult things I think like you say that makes sense that you know the kind of book it's going to be and if that's the kind of book that you're looking for, Mm -hmm. it's a nice pointer. But I love when Well also hate <laughs> when uh, the covers don't absolutely. really match mm-hmm. what the story is about. So you're going in like Gideon the Ninth, yes. you know, where, that we both now love, but we both would not have picked it yeah, up absolutely. based on the cover. So if we were referring to that book for this podcast, we would have said no. No,
0: exactly. You should not judge a book by its <laughs> exactly.
1: cover. Yes, but what about your books today? So,
0: um, two crime books. Mm-hmm. The first one, Edge of the Grave by Robbie Morrison. I'll show you, Mm -hmm. um, because you can see it, unlike our listeners. Yes. Um, It's kind of a black cover with white writing on it. It's Mm -hmm. very moody. Um, The the title of the book is quite big. um, And then there's a tiny wee picture, and you might not be able to see it. But basically, it's a Glasgow crime book set in the 30s. So it's kind of Peaky Blinders-ish. And I would not have picked this book up from this cover, because to me, it's too dark and mm. just kind of possibly not my kind of crime yeah. book. Yeah, and it also um, says
1: a serial killer who can't
0: stop a detective who won't give up. Exactly. Mm. Which was what kind of made me go, Oh I'll give it a go mm. and I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. Um it I never watched Peaky Blinders mm. so I, I don't have any reference point there. Um but it's very much um there's no mobile phones, you know, they're only just getting kind of police radios and things like that. So it's kind of old school policing, they do hang people off the top of buildings and things like that. You know, there's not the kind of health and safety regulations that there are nowadays. Um, And it was quite, because it's set between the wars, some of the story is about the First World War and what happened to those people. Where they kind of slotted into society after the war? Mm. Now, obviously, in the war, people were taught to kill. um, And when they came back home, how how did that skill, you know, go into their normal lives? Mm. Because a lot of them, you know, joined up very, very young, came back still quite young, but traumatised by what they saw, um, didn't have a trade before they went. So how did they kind of, you know, get back into society and lead a, a normal life? That's really interesting. And
1: like, it makes me think like how things are still the same now. Like, especially here. So I'm from Mumbai and the sort of places or the people and communities that I had access to, nobody really was in the military so much. Now, two of my best friends, their father was like in the Air Force and things in India. But I didn't, that wasn't sort of a day-to-day thing. But here... Uh, my partner's brother-in-law was used to be in the army, so I know a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And also, just like in terms of how much, how young people go into the army and the Navy, yeah. and then when they come back, especially because there's been a couple of wars since, like in the last, yeah. you know, twenty years or so, and how exactly what you're saying, the difficulties that happen, you know, that are there when you're trying to fit into a society that you are not
0: trained for. No. You're trained exactly. in such a different way. Um, and it seems to be in this book that the police seemed to be a place where they would go because some of their skills were transferable to the police. Mm. But obviously, you know the the violence that you've yeah. seen also made it you know. But a lot of them went into kind of criminal activities mm. and things like that. You know, the even the people that didn't go toward they were left behind. There was lots of opportunities for things, yeah. um, and it's very much kind of gangland Glasgow right. you know there's a lot about you know religion and things in it because it was a very divided city yeah. you know you could walk up one street you know with a particular football team on, but you couldn't walk up the next street right. with the same scaffold you know there's a lot going on um, and I really really enjoyed it but I would not have chosen it just from the cover. Mm. Um, So yes I I really enjoyed that. So the
1: answer is no you should not. No you
0: should not. (laughs) (laughs) And what about your other book? So the other book was recommended to me and from the cover. It's a kind of very red background Mm -hmm. and then there's like a kind of car in the middle. Again it doesn't really give much away but you kind of think oh it it probably is a crime. Um, It's set in a place called Durton in Australia and the kids of the in the town they call it dirt town um, because mm-hmm. kids ride right, right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and again i quite enjoy um australian crime anyway people like chris hammer um and people like that jane harper um and this was really really good i like the style of it as well so there's three different voices in it one of them is a wee girl who's a friend of the wee girl that goes missing um, one of them is the police um, person that's investigating it. And the other one, the, the um, titles of it are called We, and it's the group of kids, so it's not one individual kid. Um, and that was really, really interesting. Mm. The first one is, um, you know, it's basically they're with the person who discovers the body. Sorry, no spoilers there, because it happens in the first page. But you don't quite understand, to begin with, why it's called We. And then as they appear throughout the book, these oh. kind of short chapters, you realise it's a collective of the kids and how they see the events unfolding. Um, and it was really, really interesting oh. from that point of view. Yeah. Um, so again, I wouldn't have chosen this from the cover, but I would have chosen it because I like that kind so of So who thing. recommended this to? So Alison, um, one of our bosses, um, recommended because she quite likes that style as well. Oh. Um, and I was like, oh... Yes, but if I had just seen that briefly on the shelf with the cover out front, I would have not taken it up. And
1: that's the thing, like, I think now it's not just covers, but, like, of course, covers play a major role in deciding whether you pick a book up or not. But I think, like, so many, like, the title of the book and the spine play such an important role too Mm -hmm. because that's how you're seeing a lot of books. Like, even when we go around the library... You know, of course, we have some books on display that are front facing, mm-hmm. uh, especially picture books and things, but also some like grown up books. But most of the books are spine out. So Absolutely. And you have so many books now, like we were just complaining about how we don't have space to fit <laughs> the books exactly. at the moment. Um, and it's, you know, there's so much stuff out there that how do you decide you make like, really snap judgments based on your vibes, I Absolutely. guess, the vibes <laughs> that the book's giving you. So recommendations are such yes. a good way to, like, yeah, like, find things. And we're
0: lucky in here in that when people bring books back to us, mm-hmm. we see them face on, yeah. if you know what I yeah. mean. Um, so a book like that, that it's just a red um, spine with white writing on it, we would never look at that. No. When somebody brings it back to us, we get to see the front. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you didn't necessarily see the front, you know it's hard
1: yeah because they sound like uh you know just yeah n- if you don't really have the context to them unless yeah. you know the writer and you know you like their work like you said Jane Harper exactly. or whoever
0: and both of these are the first books by those authors mm-hmm. so they're not ones that you're going to come say oh i exactly. read right, the first one I like the second one that yeah. kind of a thing but um, that's
1: why this podcast I think like I really like that aspect of it where mm-hmm. both of us come from really different kinds of reading uh backgrounds So we recommend things to each other like we might pick up but also to other people who it's just a way to sort of I guess either recommend or in my one case not recommend a book to people and and just because this you know it can get a bit overwhelming sometimes like I am a prolific book hoarder like I just like get library books and because I live in Glasgow so I have access to two libraries and a secret third one that I'm not supposed to Uh, but you know like I love like having the choice but the choice can get overwhelming sometimes So sometimes you just need somebody to say this is a book that you must no. read oh I love the sound of that Absolutely.
0: yes please. <laughs> I also feel that um, as people who work in libraries um, we are matchmakers mm. in a way um, and that's the favourite part of my job yeah. is when you recommend something to somebody and even if they don't like it but they've read it and yeah. they come back and tell you Jenny that was awful yeah. why did you recommend yeah, yeah, that yeah. to me and it causes a discussion yeah and um, absolutely the downside is working library a lot of customers say you should read this yes and there's not enough time no but (laughs) I
1: love that I love when you know like a couple of weeks ago this lady came in and was just returning books and she's like this book was fabulous Now, I didn't pick it up, admittedly, because it was not my kind of thing. But I love that she felt so passionate, so moved to, like, you know, returning a book. No, you must. Because that's what sometimes you just want to talk to somebody about a book that you're reading. Like, with Gideon the Ninth, the whole series, the
0: both of us just couldn't be like, no, don't take the day off. I need to talk to you about this. We we could do, like, several podcasts on each book.
1: Yes, yes. um, Each chapter. Absolutely. Anyway, tell me about your
0: book, because I am interested in Shapeshift. Thing.
1: Yes. So, Nimona.
0: Now, it's the cover, I think,
1: is actually quite fun because mm-hmm. it's technically a young adult book. But, and I think they have more fun covers. Uh-huh. Um, so, I would judge this book by its cover mm-hmm. and pick it up. But some people might not because they might look inside and see, oh, it's a graphic novel. No, it's not my kind of thing. But, okay, I'm just going to read the description because it just encapsulates how fun and mad and chaotic it is. Um, okay. Nimona is an impulsive young shapeshifter with a knack for villainy. Lord Ballister Blackheart is a villain with a vendetta. As sidekick and supervillain, Nimona and Lord Blackheart are about to wreak some serious havoc. Their mission? Prove to the kingdom that Sir Ambrosius Ambrosius? Goldenloin and his buddies at the Institution of Law Enforcement and Heroics... Aren't the heroes everyone thinks they are? Nemesis, dragons, science, symbolism, all these and more await in this brilliantly subversive, sharply reverent epic by Noelle Stevenson, yes. So so, just selling. So it's just like it's it doesn't take itself seriously, but also takes itself seriously Mm -hmm. because it's about Nimona and what's supposed to be a villain and a hero like in this you know looks like a villain looks like a hero on the cover that I'm showing Mm -hmm. Jenny that you can't see but you can look it up Mm -hmm. to see the cover but it really sort of disrupts that idea of who is a hero and who is a villain Mm -hmm. and who you're supposed to trust and who you're supposed to believe. And monsters as well, like Nimona, she's a shapeshifter, but she also has powers that can't be explained. Ooh. And she explains it to, uh, she like tells her sort of childhood backstory to uh, Black, what was the name? Blackheart, Lord Blackheart. Um, that, you know, a witch cast a spell on her and that's why she can do this. But, uh, like, it doesn't really explain the kinds of things that he finds out she can do. Oh. So the book is a little bit about Uh, You know, it gives a little glimpse towards the end of her childhood in like really sort of not like it hints at things. So it's not very specifics of like this is the end of her story. This is the beginning of her story. Mm. And that's what I find really interesting. This sort of. You're thinking again so it's like disrupting these certainties of things that you think you know mm-hmm. about and like that's what the story is about as well so like in the thing like she wants to be the best super vi- super sidekick of a super villain ever and she keeps like pushing him to do like he has a code of ethics lord blackheart and he wants to sort of like you know unearth this le- veil of corruption or whatever is going on like he thinks is going on he doesn't know but everyone else in the world, in this kingdom, thinks he's a villain. Uh, and he's, like, left this institution in disgrace. He used to be a part of it. So he used to be one of the good guys, And oh. like, quotation marks. And now he's out to prove that they're actually... Are they the good guys? Oh. So, uh, but she, as well, like, she's not... You can't pl- paint Nimona in, oh, she's good or, oh, she's evil mm-hmm. sort of thing. Because she does things that are both good and can be really, like, problematic like she gets people killed and things so it's not like a safe fantasy children's book world and there's also like elements of science fiction in in it so again like harking back to Gideon for the uh, hundredth time (laughs) it has elements of both fantasy and science fiction a little Uh bit because there's like laboratories and experiments and things like that but also like magic and Uh, mayhem (laughs) Uh, basically so yeah so it's uh, like should you judge a book by its cover in this case I think is also no so my answer is also (laughs) no but this does it in such an interesting way and like I so this is a copy of the book we have one in the library as well But this is a copy that I got for Jack, my partner, when we first started dating. Mm -hmm. I found it in Oxfam and mostly, like we weren't living together at that time, but mostly I bought it for myself (laughs) because I'd read it already in a library and I loved it. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that I think, we're like writing a love letter to libraries in this episode, but that's another thing I love about libraries is that you can read all the books that you want and some books you don't really need to own. You don't want to own. Absolutely. You're happy to like borrow it, read it. Oh, great, this was great. Oh, ho- this was horrible and mm-hmm. return it. But some books you read and you fall in love mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, these are the books that either I want to gift people or I want to own a copy of. Mm-hmm.
0: In this case, it worked out as both. I gifted <laughs> a copy and started living together. So now it's on my
1: bookshelf.
0: So. Um, while you've been talking there, I have been looking at it mm-hmm. and I've just noticed in the background there's kind of... Ooh, yeah. ...things. So there's the three three characters on yeah. the front underneath the, the name. Mm-hmm. And then in a very similar colour to the background... Yeah. ...I can see a dragon... Yeah. ...a cat... mm mm-hmm. Oh, there's the rhino, rhino mm-hmm. yep, yeah, an octopus, yeah, um, all sorts of things, Yeah. It's and
1: a- this is uh, the shark, shark that she keeps loving to turn into, and in the movie as well, in the oh. Netflix movie, she loves turning into sharks and rhinos and like all, so she can turn into both creatures as well as other people. Oh, so that plays a role in the. So oh. you can't, you genuinely cannot judge anything <laughs> by anything. Excellent.
0: So yeah. Um, but what I was going to say about it is it's the kind of cover you need to look closer at. Mm. It's not the kind of cover Ooh, where you just point. kind of glance at it and go, three main characters, yeah. etc, mm-hmm. et yeah. There's a lot going on that you don't notice at first
1: And also Nimona, like if you see and for the lis- all any listeners we'll put up a photo of it online as well, but even if you look it up she is not the kind of traditionally sort of the kind of heroine that you would have in a fantasy book like she she looks chaotic yeah she doesn't look like she's and I love that and I love that at the end of the story like no spoilers but it's not like oh she you know she becomes she transforms into this whatever, whatever, like, oh, happily ever after. It has a very uncertain ending as well, Mm -hmm. but not in an unsatisfying way and not in a way that, like, it stays true to the character. So it doesn't try to uh, sort of wrestle her into this, Mm -hmm. like, oh, yes, now she's actually, like, she's great. She's really good now. And, you know, she's helping save the world and puppies and rainbows (laughs) and things like that. It's, like, I just love, I think when I first read it, like, years ago now, it was one of the first few books that helped me see things from another perspective in in a way that was quite direct, like it's quite directly like a part of the plot point. But I lo- now, like n- since then, like I've discovered many of those kinds <laughs> of books that, you know, subvert expectations. Mm-hmm. I think those are my favorite kinds yeah. of books because it's playing a little bit with like fairy tale tropes, kind mm-hmm. of like... M- especially about like monsters and who's a monster and like what makes a monster and whether people should judge monsters by like how should people judge and gauge monsters and I love that because it was very unlike the kind of things that I was seeing at that time especially in children's media now there's a lot more of that I think that sort of uh, nuanced explorations of things Mm -hmm. and so I would definitely recommend the book. And I would definitely recommend the TV show... Or the Not the TV show, the movie as well. Mm-hmm. They're both excellent.
0: Uh, I, I'm, I'm tempted now to yeah. read it as well as yeah. well, watch it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're
1: not really a fan, like, I do understand. I used to be intimidated by um, comics and graphic novels for the longest time yeah. uh, because it just didn't seem like... Ha- I didn't know what, how I can enter it. Like I didn't have an entry point and this was actually one of my first entry points ah. oh into graphic novels because it's like yeah, I hadn't I didn't have the confidence. I think it sounds really weird. Like sometimes you're intimidated
0: by I books. Know, I, exactly. Yeah. I've never read a graphic novel like all the way through yeah. because I've never got engaged enough in it. Um because I find, i am reading words, i am looking at pictures, mm-hmm. where, do, where do I go? Yeah. Um, and sometimes, yeah, I can understand why that's intimidating. And I think, like, what
1: I have found is that there is no correct way, really, <laughs> because when I read, sometimes, like, I read a lot of now like, superhero things as well, mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just interested in the plot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the art is beautiful and th- and some of them is, like, it's beautiful. But, you know, like, I want to know what's going on next. So I'll mm-hmm. glance at it. Whereas someone who might have a more, um, they might be more interested in the illustrations, they would place a lot more importance on the art. Like, mm-hmm. they're letting the pictures tell the story rather than the words. And, uh, like, obviously you do both. But where you pay attention, like, your attention goes, differs. But, yeah, I just think it's a really excellent way of exploring a world and i love that it also doesn't take as long as novels do (laughs) so it's like you know you can rush through them (laughs) and i i also find that in graphic novels some graphic novels take themselves really seriously Mm -hmm. because i suppose they are about serious topics so that thing about engagement i found that as well Mm -hmm. i think i might have read a couple of graphic novels before this but they were really like big important graphic novels Mm -hmm. and i didn't really find myself like i read them and i was like okay This this was fine. (laughs) It was an experience. (laughs) But this one, I think, was one of the first um, graphic novels. It might have been the first graphic novel that made me fall in love with... The potential of graphic novels, and now I've, I read graphic novels a lot. and Some are hit and miss, some are better than others, like any book, but this still remains one of my favorites.
0: I know that I like the, um, and I apologize again for mispronouncing this, Ben Aaron Average. Oh, yes, Fricks, yeah. and The Rivers of London. Yeah, yeah. Um, they now have graphic novels oh, as well. Oh, do And because I've read the books, yeah and have an idea of the world that it's set in and all that kind of stuff, I think I would now go and read the graphic novels just to see. However, the problem with that is I've got very specific um, images of what the characters look like. And obviously the the graphic novels will not be the same as what I think they look Mm. like. Um, But it's the same old as we were talking about before. When you see something on the screen, it's somebody else's interpretation of how they see the characters yeah, exactly, and if you can get your head around that, then that's yeah, it, that's fine.
1: And the movie is the same; it's just another way of telling a similar story, not the same story necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it follows the same themes, but it just tells it in a different way, which is also interesting. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of like books in converted to graphic novels, another library patron actually, like we'd been talking about Dune, you know, the uh-huh. book. Yeah. um I've forgotten who it's by, but like a canon science fiction thing. Mm-hmm uh but which I think I might have read if I was in my early 20s or a teenager now I just can't commit to like no. some like I don't know how many it's books like are, a it is it is but there is like I noticed in our library that there's a graphic novel version of oh. it which I started talking to this person about and he was the same he's like look I've read the books I've watched all the movies like I'm super into it but it is like an accessible entry point Mm -hmm. to a world that you might not have otherwise it's the same with like i'm sure the rivers of london series or percy jackson like a lot of Uh books that are converted neil gaiman has a bunch as well um that you may you know, like the, the, there were some kids that I worked with who didn't want to commit to, like, a proper book, like, with, uh, with, like, multiple chapters and things, but they would happily pick up the graphic novel version of that. So, I guess, different kinds of stories.
0: I suppose as well, if, for example, June, if you, as you say, couldn't commit to that big doorstop, but you read the graphic novel and thought, actually, I quite mm-hmm. like this, you would then maybe go on maybe. to read yeah, it. You yeah, yeah. Accessibility. Yeah, um, exactly. That's, that's exactly And like, it.
1: there are so many entry points. Like, that's what I really like about the options that there are i know i started off by saying oh my god choice overwhelming <laughs> <laughs> but you know like people can enter dune for example or nimona or percy jackson through now like the tv show or the video game or you know the movie or the book or the graphic novel and there is no wrong way to engage with this world yep. it's just different ways and people have different yeah preferences no, and absolutely. you know
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Cool. Yes, so I think B uh, should hopefully be happy with yes. our recommendations <laughs> today. We went off on several times and today more than we usually do. I think that it, uh, the uh, mic might have. Oh, captured my stomach growling as
0: well. uh Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes. So, what about our next challenge, Jenny? Do you know what B wants us to do next? Well, so the next um episode um is going to be near Halloween. Mm. So she wants us to do something spooky. Oh. So she's leaving it to us whether to go full scale horror Uh. or just something on the the, you know the cusp, just Mm. kind of something spooky. But well, as we know, we will probably go somewhere completely different yeah, than where she expects us to. So that's fine. Uh, because I,
1: I'm a big scaredy cat, I must yes. admit. I uh, like. I think I'm better with books than movies. I can't watch scary movies. No. But scary books is uh, like I was telling you in the last episode about the Agatha Christie thing. It was freaking me out because I was listening <laughs> to it at home. I was like, oh my God, i am surrounded by murderers. <laughs> so I don't know. But maybe I'll just... I like building, celebrating seasons like with books and so maybe I'll read something
0: spooky and B. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. and for you, <laughs> we could go down the children's route and oh, just do something a wee bit, you know, that's true. Um, like safe, yeah. accessible <laughs> way into <and just laughs> spooky It always reminds me of um, Joey from Friends, who uh-huh. would put um, bad books in the freezer or I- the fridge. Well, um, my favorite
1: one was that he put little women yes. into the fridge, which it w- that was quite spooky. Yes. Death can, sorry, yes. spoilers, but death can be quite spooky. Yes, uh-huh. yes. yes. <laughs>
0: um, so, we won't put our books in the fridge no, because we're no. responsible library workers, mm-hmm, um, oh, yeah. very, (laughs) 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 anyway um, so next time something spooky something spooky bye bye